Indiana basketball needs to have a passionate showing in game one of the season. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in. It is the Locked On Hoosiers podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Goins. I appreciate you making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen each and every day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is your team every day. We have finally made it. Indiana basketball starts today, and the Hoosiers need to play with some passion in game one against Florida Gulf Coast. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Well, Indiana opens the season today against Florida Gulf Coast in the campaign of 2023 and 2024, and the Hoosiers need to play with a little passion here in game one. And there are a couple of reasons for that. First of all, it's the season opener, right? We've had the first two exhibitions. We've had the off season. We've had some big name. We've had some big names come in here. And we've also had some off court issues. We've had some things to work on. Of course, we've had some tragedy and we're going to talk about that in just a second. There's been a lot that has happened over the last really just the last few weeks, but even over the last couple of months when it comes to Indiana basketball. So I think tonight for Indiana to come out and not only win in game one of the season, but also to impress in game one of the season, I think you need to play with a little bit of passion because it's game one of the season. You can, not that game one is the tell-all, be-all for what the season's going to be, but it's always nice to get that first win under your belt. And we know that Indiana has a couple of games to start the season where you feel pretty confident that they can take care of business. But before we look at those games, I want to give you a quick reaction uh, to what we saw in the second and final exhibition game for Indiana. They defeat Marion 94-61. to 61. Much better start in this second exhibition than what we saw in the first one, which is something we talked about here on Locked on Hoosiers. The shooting was really, really good. And when you compare the numbers from the first exhibition to the second exhibition, the team as a whole only shot 4% better. But didn't it just feel a little better? Didn't it look a little bit better? And what I mean by that is you didn't have the drastic splits between the first half and the second half. If you remember in that first exhibition against Indianapolis, Indiana shot 32% from the floor in the first half. They then turned around and shot 64% in the second half which allowed them to shoot just over 48% for the ball game. In the second exhibition against Marion, the Hoosiers shot 57% in the first half and 48% in the second half. So a 9% difference to get you at a 52% difference, a 52% average, excuse me. 
but a 9% difference is a lot better than the 32% difference between the first half of the second half versus Exhibition 1 and Exhibition 2. That's the biggest thing that stood out to me in the final tune-up game before the regular season finale or the regular season uh, beginner tonight, right? The opener for Indiana basketball against Florida Gulf Coast. And so that's what I look for in game one. I look for consistent shooting, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But just some takeaways from that exhibition, it just looked a lot better. This team looked a lot more comfortable. They looked a lot more in a rhythm. Rebounding was really strong, especially Kalel Ware, uh, who had 11 rebounds, 20 points. So give him a double-double. I expect to see that quite a bit this season from number one for the Hoosiers. Um, but it just looked like a better performance, and that's because it was, right? And what about the Hoosiers shooting the three ball? Is Indiana going to shoot a little bit this season? We'll talk about that in a little bit as well. But in this first game of the regular season, we've waited so long. I know you have. I have. And it's finally here. But when Indiana takes the floor on Tuesday against Florida Gulf Coast in the season opener, yes, I want to see some things in the game, right, basketball-wise, that we'll get to. But I want to see Indiana play with some passion in game one a because it's game one it's the first game of the year the true first game i know you had the exhibitions but in reality those don't really matter they matter in some aspects but wins and losses no they don't right this is when it starts this is where your quest to the ncaa tournament begins in game one against florida gulf coast I want to see this team come out on fire. I want to see this team come out with some energy. And I want to see this team come out with some love and getting support from the Hoosier fans and the Hoosier faithful. But the other reason I want to see passion from this Indiana basketball team in game one and from the Indiana fans in game one and the Indiana coaches in game one, including head coach Mike Woodson, is because of the devastating news that we've been dealing with for almost a week now. The fact that legendary Indiana basketball coach Bob Knight passed away. And the fact that Indiana gets to open the regular season at home at Assembly Hall with a chance to truly honor him. And we've seen so many things about it already, but a chance to truly honor Bob Knight we know they're going to be wearing the patches on their jersey. They're going to have all sorts of things all season long, whether it be photos or videos uh, commemorating him. I mean, just so many things that Indiana as a basketball program and a school will be doing for him. But this is a perfect opportunity for this team to come out and play for their head coach, to play for Mike Woodson, to play and really show the country what makes Indiana basketball special. I mean, this is going to be a really good opportunity, and you're going to see some big games at Assembly Hall this year, and I know this is going to be a bittersweet moment for the players, for the fans, for the coaches, for everybody involved here. It's a very 
humbling moment. I think it's a good way to put it because we're all excited about the season, but we all know and have been dealing with the news that will loom large all season long. And so I think a good way to honor head coach Bob Knight and a good way to impress him from above is to come out and play hard, play well, play with some passion and play like we know and love for Indiana basketball. That's what I look for in the opener for Indiana and this entire team to get everybody together to celebrate his life, but to also celebrate the start of the college basketball season for the Indiana Hoosiers. Coming up, I want to tell you about some of the things in the game that I'm looking for for Indiana in their season opener, shooting the basketball, layups, free throws, and yes, maybe even some three-pointers as well. I know, I can't hardly believe it, but maybe we're going to see some threes from this Indiana team. That is what we'll talk about next here on Locked on Hoosiers. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. In this NFL season, you can score early with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Again, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. You literally cannot lose. It is a perfect win-win situation. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Well, in the game tonight for Indiana versus Florida Gulf Coast, it's the season opener, and we had two really different games in the exhibition in the preseason for this Indiana team. And so what do we expect to see tonight on the floor in actual game action? Well, I want to see consistent shooting, man. In the first exhibition, in that first half, it was bad. It was bad against Indianapolis, and I know it was the first half of the the preseason, and they turned it on in the second half. They shot over 60%, which is kind of crazy. And then in the second exhibition, there was a 9% difference between the first half and second half, but you still shot a really good percentage overall for the game. I mean, you were still 52%. We'll take that just about any day for as a team. You'll take 52%. But how about this? How about Indiana also shooting 52% from three? How about that? Is that something we think Indiana can do all season long? I don't know. Going into the season, no, because it seems like most of your three-point shooters are on the bench as of right now coming off the bench, but we know we're going to see a lot of those guys play, and we know we're going to see a lot of those guys get significant minutes but I don't know I don't think that needs to be the expectation by any means if you're Indiana if you're an Indiana fan I think a reasonable expectation for game one tonight is consistent shooting 
consistent start. Maybe not. You don't have to get off to just a, a hot, fast start, 30 points in 10 minutes type of thing. But avoiding the slow start like we saw in the first exhibition, and I think we saw that in the second, you're still going to have some game one jitters. You're still going to have some game one bugs that you got to fix, right? Some game one things that you've got to get worked out. And guess what? That's going to take a couple of weeks. It could take a couple of months. But I think it's okay for us as, as Indiana fans to say, we want this team to shoot the basketball consistently, whether it be from behind the three-point line, whether it be from the free throw line, which Indiana did much better at in their second preseason game. Or just open shots, jump shots, layups, floaters, dunks, right? Playing early on in this non-conference schedule, this team has to be able to shoot. They cannot hurt themselves with poor shooting. And so while the numbers may not have shown a massive change and a massive growth from the first preseason game to the second, I think this team, as long as you can consistently get better as the year goes on, then that's all you can ask for. But again, I still think it takes a little time. I think free throws are going to be a massive part for this team between the guards and the centers, right? And the guards and the bigs. Here, You're going to learn about me really quick, folks. There is one thing. Well, there's multiple things. But one of the biggest pet peeves I have in the game of basketball, college basketball, and of course the NBA, but basketball in general. There is one of my biggest pet peeves in the game of basketball is when guards miss free throws. Oh, oh my gosh. Guards missing free throws just really bugs me for some reason. I'm not saying they got to go 100%. I'm not saying they have to be like Steph Curry and shoot 90 or 95% and be probably the best free throw shooter in the history of the game. But there is no reason for a guard, point guard, shooting guard, one or two, there is no reason for a guard to shoot less than 70 or 75% from the free throw line. Tell me otherwise. Tell me otherwise. If you're playing the one or the two, you need to be able to shoot. You need to be able to shoot at the free throw line. And overall, in the second preseason game, Indiana was 21 of 25 from the free throw line. That's awesome. That is fantastic. And the worst free throw percentage, or the most misses, was Xavier Johnson, who went four of six. That's fine. I know. It's four of six. It's two out of three. I get it. But he only shot six times. It's fine. That doesn't bug me. Four of six is fine with me. I'm saying as the season goes on, if a guard is shooting less than 70 or 75%, then what are you doing? I think guards should shoot 75 and up, to be really honest. But I'll say 70 to keep it generous. But if you're bigs like Kalel Ware and McKenzie and Baco, can knock down their free throws. They went five of six in the second exhibition. Do you know how strong and powerful and how much of an advantage it is for your whole team to be able to shoot free throws? And I don't know if it's going to be like this over the whole season. I would like to think so, right? I would love to think so, and I'd love to see it. 
But when you can shoot free throws one through five or even one through seven, one through eight, right? Talking about guys coming off the bench, then you are almost never out of a basketball game. And look at the guys that came off the bench in the second exhibition. Caleb Banks went four or five from the free throw line. CJ Gunn went two for two. And Anthony Walker went two for two. That doesn't count Gabe Cups and Anthony Leo, who didn't attempt a free throw, right? Didn't play a whole lot of minutes. But if your entire team can shoot, including the bigs, which is so important too, we know they're always getting hacked in there. And Indiana's going to go after them. They're going to go down low with Kalel Ware and Mackenzie Mbako. They've already proven that. We haven't even started the year, and we know that. If your entire team or most of your team can shoot free throws at a high rate, man, that is a dangerous, dangerous weapon for a basketball team. And especially for a team like Indiana, who will be taking a couple of weeks to find themselves and figure out who the go-to, go-to guys are. And you know what? I know we've talked about this a little bit, but that may be different every game. But guess what? If they're all able to shoot and make free throws, you're never out of a game. Whether you're getting hacked down low as a guard who took it to the rack or whether the big guy gets fouled on the way on a putback. If you're down by six, seven, eight in the final couple minutes, you always have a chance to come back. I want to see that tonight in the season opener. I want to see, let's see if this team can shoot some threes, huh? I don't know what it's going to look like. I really don't because I don't think the expectations were very high or are very high going in for this team to be a three-point shooting team. I'm not saying they can't, but it seems like, especially with the starters as of now, it's going to be a downhill, tough sled, get-to-the-free-throw line type of team but I would love to see Indiana spread it out a little bit and start knocking down some threes. That's what makes basketball fun, right? Let's see it tonight. Let's see Indiana do that, have a little fun, and see if they can't come out with a win. I'll give you my final picks and predictions coming up in just a minute here on Locked on Hoosiers. But want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. With Game Time, you got to check it out. If you haven't checked it out yet, I'm I'm begging you, please do. If you're hesitant, don't be. Game Time is the place to be when you're trying to buy tickets, whether it be a sporting event or a concert or whatever the event may be. We all know the stresses of trying to buy last-minute tickets, not knowing where you are, a new venue, you're stressing out, your friends, your girlfriend, your parents, whatever, everybody's stressing out just trying to get these last-minute tickets to get in to the venue. You don't have to do that anymore. You shouldn't have to worry about those things. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You can browse all through the Game Time app, and you can just see all the different events in your area, right? You have the best part about it. I say this every time because I believe it. You can see your view from your seat before you buy it. They tell you the price up front. There's no hidden fees. You know exactly what you're getting every single time. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Lowest price guaranteed, event cancellation protection, job uh, job loss protection, et cetera. I mean, there's just so many benefits 
to using game time. It's the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on college for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem code locked on college. That's L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, Guaranteed. Well, let's make some predictions and just some what again, some more of what we're looking for in the season opener tonight for Indiana. I'm just I'm so excited for the season to get started. It feels like it's taken forever to college basketball to finally get back. And for what seems to be sort of a weaker opening couple of days. Uh, between Monday and Tuesday, I know some better games get in uh, an opening weekend, but sort of a sleepy, slower kind of opening start to college basketball. I think Indiana, Florida Gulf Coast could be really, really interesting. Uh, you had Oregon, Georgia uh, on Monday to open it up. I know Auburn Baylor plays on Tuesday. They play tonight. That's a good game up in South Dakota. So um, other than that, I mean, I think Indiana, Florida Gulf Coast could end up being a pretty entertaining game. And do I think Indiana's in trouble here? No, I don't think so. Um, last year, Florida Gulf Coast went 17 and 15. And we've seen this program be successful before. We've seen the high flying Florida Gulf Coast in the NCAA tournament. But you compare that to what Indiana did last year, going 23 and 12. Now, we also know this is a very different Indiana team than the one that went 23 and 12 last year and made it to the NCAA tournament. So can you really look at records from a year ago in today's age of college basketball or college athletics for that matter? I just don't think you can. Depending on how many guys are returning, maybe basketball is a little bit easier, but I also think in basketball, one guy leaving impacts a team 10 times more than it does in football, whether it be the quarterback, running back, defensive end, linebacker, whatever. In football, yeah, it hurts, but you can make up for that. You've got 10 other guys around him. If one of your guys leaves from basketball, you're down a 10th or a 12th of a team, literally. And it could be one of your starting five, and then you're having to find somebody to replace him. It impacts a team that much more. And so, We've talked about this Indiana team and just how unique they are with guys like Xavier Johnson, right? You bring in a guy like Kalel Ware who has a little bit of experience. You have a guy like McKenzie Mbako who potential sky high, but we just don't know what he's going to be just yet. This team is going to be a lot of fun, and I'm so excited that the season opener is finally here in the beginning of the season for the Hoosiers may not be the most exciting opponents for the first three games, but good opportunities for Indiana to get off to a nice start. There's no reason, in my opinion, there is no reason for Indiana not to get off to a 3-0 and start. I mean, I just don't see a reason why they can't. I don't see a reason why they won't. Um, but it's also a good opportunity for you to figure some things out, play some different rotations, maybe get some of your bench guys in so they can get comfortable 
as the season gets underway. And again, I can't express enough how excited I am for this team to have three straight home games to start the year against teams that you should beat. And then it ramps up pretty quickly with UConn in the Empire Classic. But Florida Gulf Coast, Army, and Wright State. I mean, what else What else could you ask for? Good opportunity for the Hoosiers. Get off to good starts. Don't play with your food. Honor Bob Knight at Assembly Hall. Enjoy being in Bloomington for a couple of weeks before the end of November and late to end November where you play UConn. You've got a chance to play some other good teams. You're going to have Big Ten play at the beginning of December, which is still crazy that the Big Ten is the way that it is. But overall, for for game one, I think we just have to enjoy it. I think we just have to take it all in, realize that college basketball is back. Do not please, I beg you, I beg you. And this is not just for Indiana fans. This is for every college basketball fan in America. Don't overreact to game one. Don't do it. I don't care if you're playing a top five team or you're playing one of the worst teams in the nation. Don't overreact, good or bad. And I tell you that, Indiana fans. If Indiana wins by 35 points against Florida Gulf Coast, cool. We're going to talk about it. We're going to break it down. We're going to look at what they did well, what they didn't do well, and how they can continue to get better. I don't think this happens, but let's say Indiana loses. Is it the end of the world? No. Is it good? No, not by any means, but it wouldn't be the end of the world. And so it's game one of the year. Enjoy it. Take it all in. Soak it all in the fact that college basketball is back. And I, I'm telling you, I really think you should be excited about this team, man. I, I'm just, I've got that feeling where nobody is talking about Indiana basketball. They're not nobody's talking about him in the national media. I don't understand. I, I get it, but I don't really get it. And guess what? They don't really get it. And I think this team's going to prove some people wrong. And they'll fly into the radar early. They will. They'll be 3-0. and They'll be double-digit underdogs against UConn in that early season tournament. That's fine. That's fine. And I don't even think Indiana will win that game. Probably not. It could. They're not supposed to. But I just think this team has too much talent if it all comes together to not be special. But enjoy the game in game one against Florida Gulf Coast. I think Indiana wins. I think it's a good all-around effort from the starters. You're going to see some really good spreading of minutes, I think, across eight, ten guys in game one. I think you're going to see that over the next few games, over the first few games. And it gives Indiana a chance to work out some early season kinks, shake off the jitters, right? Figure out some rotations, maybe get some shooting, maybe get some of that jelly out of the legs where you've had this offseason where you've been playing, but you haven't really been playing. And I think if Indiana can do all that, I think they're in a really good spot. I think they win in game one against Florida Gulf Coast. I'm excited to talk about it. That's what we're going to do here on Locked on Hoosiers. We'll have your reaction first thing tomorrow morning after Indiana and Florida Gulf Coast win 
or lose. We'll break it all down here on Locked on Hoosiers. So until then, be sure you follow me on Twitter at Goins2Jacob. That's G-O-I-N-S, the number two, J-A-C-O-B. Follow the show on Twitter as well. Just search Locked on Hoosiers. Be sure you follow me on there. Turn on your push notifications if you're on YouTube. Like and subscribe. It helps me out. I really do appreciate it. I'm having a lot of fun, and I'm ready to crank this thing up in basketball season because it's finally here. Let's enjoy the ride, Hoosier fans. I'm looking forward to it. I hope you are as well. Until tomorrow, stay safe, Hoosier fans, and I'll talk to you later.